Hello and welcome to Coffee with the Coaching Revolutionaries from The Coaching Revolution and you'll find us at thecoachingrevolution.co.uk. Hello and welcome to Coffee with the Coaching Revolutionaries. This is episode four and it's called It's Not Your Fault That You Don't Have Clients. You are enough. I'm Sarah Short. I'm Paul Snell. And we're the Coaching Revolutionaries. We wanted to talk today about the, um, we dropped some scary statistics into a previous episode about the fact that the International Coaching Federation um, have um, produced some statistics which say that 82% of coaching businesses fail in the first two years. And we kind of started thinking about that at quite some in quite some detail, didn't we? And, mm. and we believe there are really specific reasons why coaches fail. And we also believe that in a, the majority of cases, it's simply not the coach's fault. So how do we make it work? Well, let's first of all talk about why what coaches are doing is failing. So, so here's the scenario. You've taken your coaching qualification, you come out of it at the other end, there you are with clutching your shiny certificate that I refer to on a regular basis. And what tends to be the case is, is one of two things. Either you're told what you need to do is go away, deliver a goal setting session to people as, as a free sample, effectively, and be so fantastic, be so wonderful, that what happens is they then want to pay you to coach them to reach the goals that you set during that coaching session. The other scenario is that you've got some sort of a marketing presentation that's so wonderful that people are going to rush up to you afterwards and say, coach me, coach me, because you're marvellous and I want to give you lots of money. And the reality is, it doesn't happen like that, does it, Paul? It doesn't. And particularly this concept of, look, you know, to offer a free coaching session will be the thing that people then decide that great uh, I'm now going to pay you the, the the rates the money that you, you're expecting to earn from coaching the reality is very different free coaching sessions as good as they are and look I'm, I'm the first to say I love coaching and, and everybody else should benefit from that but the reality to business as a coach says giving away a free coaching session is not the biggest way or even close to being realistic to gain paying clients. People have an expectation that if you're going to give it away, you'll carry on giving it, giving it away. It's, it's just not a feasible model for generating income. No. I mean, Stephen Parkinson, who was on our um, podcast last week, said that he got quite a shock having um, kind of developed this business model that was, you know, coach somebody for free for three months, let them experience the transformation and the massive change in their business and see all the benefits. And they did. And then they went, oh, no, no, unless you want to coach me for free, I can't continue. And and he said he was shocked. And, and that's the thing, is that when it doesn't work the way that we have been led to believe it's going to work, we start to, rather than kind of sit down and analyse what's going wrong in a dispassionate and unemotional way, we start to look inwards. Yeah, uh, this actually is, is quite a big point. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in this. We st it's, it's interesting. 
as coaches, we, we tend to have all this awareness, knowledge and expertise about what it is to be motivated and to move forward and to take action and so forth on a regular basis. And yet, the minute we start to question our self-belief, the minute we start to question, uh, to have this question over our self-esteem, we, we have an odd paradox that, that occurs. Actually, we, we sit there going, if, if anybody who should understand how to be motivated and take action should be a coach. And so we begin this odd spiraling concept that says, even though we know, we start to doubt that we should be able to do this. It's an odd concept. However, the idea that we start to question our self-belief becomes a huge issue. We begin to spiral. Yeah, well, it's not, it, it, it's, it's that we stop believing. Mm. We think, it's, this isn't for me. I'm doing something wrong. Everybody else seems to be able to make this work, and I can't. People don't want to pay me. And, and kind of prior to that comes the whole, it's okay, I'll coach all these people for free, and then I'll get my name out there, and everybody will know. And, and, and the, the people that you coach for free will bring you, or potentially will bring you more people. And the people that they will bring are people who want you to coach them for free. And, and so there you are. And, and if I could have a penny for every time a coach has said to me, maybe I'm a coach that isn't ever going to be able to make a living at this. Maybe, maybe I'm just going to have to coach as a hobby. I was going to say, if I could have a penny, I'd probably have about 40p. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly can retire on it. But it's not an unusual feeling. This feeling that, actually, this isn't for me. I can't do it. I just can't make it work. And, and, and that's, I think, that's really misplaced. It's perfectly understandable. It's, it's not, I'm not saying it's misplaced as a criticism, but it's not your fault. You did what you were led to believe was the right thing to do in order to create paying clients. And the thing is that you don't know what you don't know. So if we look back to the people who might be um, teaching a, a coaching program, teaching a coaching qualification, the majority of them, and, and I would actually argue, and there's always going to be what, somebody's going to go, ah, that's not the case because Fred blogs, but it, leaving Fred blogs aside, the majority of people who teach coaching courses are not coaches. Some are, absolutely, some are, but the majority are not. Or if they are coaches, they are coaches who make their living teaching coaches how to, you know, coaching courses. They don't make their living getting out there and hustling. And as long as that's the case, how can they possibly teach you how to hustle? What they will do is teach you what they have been taught is the way to get out there and get clients. Yeah, again, fantastic point. The, the, uh, the, the, the logic is this, really, uh, and I see this an awful lot too, Sarah. The, the logic is that when we look at education, this can be, I'm generalising here, so you know, please be aware. Um, when we look at education, it's done from a very technique-driven perspective rather than experiential. One of the things that we're passionate about, uh, particularly at the Coaching Revolution, is that when we're talking to new coaches and when we're supporting coaches through growing their business, we are passionate that people are actually out in the field doing the coaching 
uh, acquiring clients, paying clients, that having a sustainable income, because there is no replacement from experiencing that. There is. Sorry, I was going to jump in there. Didn't mean to make you jump. What I was going to say is that the only people who mentor with the coaching revolution are people who have been knocked down. They've been out there. They've had the nose and the nose and the nose and the nose that you get before you get the yeses. Yeah, but but it is you're right, and and but it is also this understanding that you can learn, you can acquire knowledge as much as you like, and it is a fantastic way of moving forward, of course. But until you develop that skill. Until you take that knowledge and turn it into a practical skill, that requires that edge that understands things like how do you do business development as a coach? Mm. Is it as simple as giving away a free coaching session? We've already discussed. Uh, and I would add to that, you know, we're in a, a time, a culture, a society where giveaways seem to be a big thing. You know, you can walk into Tesco's and you can have yourself a, a free piece of cake. The issue is coaching is very different. It's a deliverable that's from a service perspective. It is not a giveaway. You're, the time of a coach is not free. It's the years and of preparation and education and experiencing and struggling through developing a business is not a free commodity. It has intrinsic value to a client, whether it's one-to-one -one or to a business. We need to understand that. It's right to charge for your time. It's not... It is right to charge for your time. And the flip side of that is that clients who pay get better results. And again, somebody somewhere will say, ah, well, I coach Fred Bloggs for free and he had daddy, daddy. And yes, that's probably the case. However, Fred Bloggs is one in a million because the majority of people, if they don't have some skin in their game, mm. when the going gets tough with yeah. reaching goals, and that applies to whether you're a coach building a business or a coaching client achieving personal goals, when the going gets tough, and it always gets tough, they drop out. They do. Uh, and you're right about the, this idea of skin in the game. I've seen so many coaches go through creating workshops and charging next to nothing for their workshops. Uh, and, and please understand, uh, I'm all for supporting people. I'm all for coaching people, of course. But when someone sits there and goes, well, if I'm not paying, or I'm paying a tiny amount of money for this, it doesn't really matter if I attend. No great loss. That is such a shame when there's such good quality coaches out there capable of generating significant outcomes for people and businesses. Yeah, I mean, you were telling me that there was a coach that you were mentoring who, who was charging professionals £35 for a day workshop, one-day workshop, and, and wondering why she might have 10 people booked onto this workshop, so she was you know, making the princely sum of 350 quid for a day's work, which she was happy with, but only two of them showed up. Well, for a professional, 35 quid's pocket change. It is, it is. And, and, it's, and, and the outcome is demonstrated that, exactly that. Absolutely. The, the success is, is relatively small because people say, it doesn't matter. I don't really feel like doing the workshop today. Who's going to be bothered about 35 pounds? No, it's raining out. Yeah. It's February, it's raining, yeah. it's freezing cold, the traffic's bad. Forget it, I'm not yeah. going, I'm not exactly. going. Mentoring. Mm. Let's talk about mentoring and its value in this context. And and I'm beginning to feel like a stuck record. You know, we, we there are, there are certain things that we kind of bang on about, and the reason that we do is because experience has shown. And between between us three coaching revolutionaries and the the team of associate coach mentors that we have within the coaching revolution, we've got 
more than 15 years experience of building coaching businesses in the UK. There are few organisations that can, that can match that, that level of experience. And what that means is that we have all delivered the free coaching sessions, discovered it didn't work, found a way around it, um, tweaked it a bit, gone out again, done it again, got another no, gone back, licked our wounds, gone back, done the spiralling, decided that we were going to, even though we'd done the spiralling and, oh, the self-belief and the self-esteem and I'm rubbish at this and it's not fair and I don't know how to make it work and I can't try any harder and all of that stuff. We've all done it and we've come out the other side with paying clients. And those people that have been there, done it, worn the T-shirt, those are the people that you should be hitching your wagon to because they are the people who can help you to succeed. Yeah, you know, again, Sarah, it sounds like we're banging on the drum here, but mentoring is such a huge part of where we see the success for coaches. There is no escape from knowing what it feels like to have lost a client or, or, or failed to get a client and actually have the opposite too. Big client. Mm-hmm. But the opposite's true as well. What it feels like to get that first big client, the one that's a game changer for your business. All of these are experiences that mentoring can help with in a much deeper sense than simply saying, follow this process, do the one thing, then you'll get your client. What is it? I, I, Sarah, I don't know about you. I, I know I've... I've I can remember my first big client who who just t- turned around and said, we've had enough, Paul. It's not working for us. I, I, it's, it's just not for us. But thank you for all your effort. I was devastated. I spoke to you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. To you and he rang me up absolutely did. blown away. And, of course, it doesn't say anything about the coach because the outcomes that client had got were good, weren't they? they but were. their, their culture... Um, they weren't prepared to make the changes necessary to to make the most out of coaching. And that wasn't your fault either. Correct. Felt Uh, like it though, didn't it? Of course, (laughs) of course. And you never forget those. But it's that experience of being able to share that with a coach and say, look, you're coming out the other side. You're better for it, right? I know that sounds odd and it's not great to lose a client. I get all of that. But when you understand, when you're able to process that, and get a perspective that says, actually, I'm good enough. I do a good job. It's not, it's not me that's has the, that has the issue of what's going on here. More often than not, as coaches, we stay, we stay impartial. We stay uh, absolutely focused on delivering good services to our clients. But that isn't a guarantee the client will actually turn out and, and do the thing that they agreed to do. Mm. It's not even you as a coach that's telling them what to do. No, no, absolutely not. And if it is, you're not coaching. <laughs> exactly right. But the other reason why a mentor is, in my opinion, absolutely critical in this coaching game, building a coaching business mm. coaching game, is that you can go and deliver something brilliant and, it, and you get a no. Mm. Now, if you're on your own, you go away, you say, why didn't that work? And you say, oh, it's because I didn't do this and I didn't do that and I should have done this. And I... But you, you're not exactly sure. You, you're, you're guessing. Yeah. Whereas if you can come back to your mentor and say, right, this is what happened. This is, this is what I said. This was the conversation we had. This is the way it went. I, I, you know, I, I thought, well, I'm thinking of um, one of our our uh, coaching members now who's who had sat down let's call we'll call him john 
and we'll call her Jane. He sat down with Jane for a conversation and what he was able to do when that conversation didn't go the way he'd wanted to in terms of it bringing him a paying client was that he was able to sit down with Paul and say, right, let's dissect this conversation. Yes, uh, uh, it's it's a huge part of mentoring this. Uh, you know, Stephen Parkinson mentioned in the last podcast how uh, all of this sort of information, some mentoring would have saved him nine months of agony because it, it, it can be, you know, you can sit there and do the self-analysis and it's not giving you the, the answers you're hoping for. But when you begin to work with a mentor in that environment, they see things differently to as you do. You know, there's an every chance the experience and knowledge that they've gained being in that situation, dealing with it and, and ended up being a positive, is hugely valuable to a coach who might sit there and say, actually, I don't know how to respond to this. I've analysed it. I should be able to do this. I should be a successful coach, but I don't understand it. Am I good enough? I know, and as soon as you start to hear coaches saying, oh, I should, and mm. we should, and he must, mm. and it, we ought, and mm. or using that kind of language, it's like, whoa, stop, stop, stop. It's not about should. Mm. Let's have a look at what happened. Let's have a look at the conversation. Let's break it down and see how it could have been different. Mm. And the thing about a mentor is that a mentor is looking back to their experience, their practical experience. They're looking back to when they first got out there and they're able to look further down the path than you are. So if you're, let's, let's, let's use a time scale in it. If, if your mentor's been, been in the coaching game for five years and you are 12 months in and it's not been working and you decide you want to do something different, you start working with a mentor, you're on day one and they're on day whatever five times 365 is. And so even when you get to day 100 and day 200 and 300 and 400, they're still ahead of you. And so they are able to, to let you learn from their mistakes. It just doesn't get any better than that. It, it doesn't. And, and actually, you know, the mentoring process, because it's immersive, you know, there's, a, there's an, an argument to say that a coach can sit there and say, I actually, I have no idea what went wrong. I can't fathom this. I've analysed the ability for a mentor who's involved at, at, at a detailed level with a coach, but is able to stand back and take an objective view. Because, you know, let's be honest, when, when we're facing failure, we feel we've failed at something, it's not always, it's not always you're not always able to be um, objective. It's incredibly subjective. It's, yes, of course it is. But a mentor can take two perspectives here. One of objectivity, absolutely. Be able to stand back and say, right, let me look at what happened here. Let me analyse it from my perspective. The second one is they're able to step away from how it feels to fail or to not feel good enough and say, I, I'm able to give you uh, an idea of where it goes from here because it does go from here. It doesn't end with a feeling, I've failed. It only, it's only failure when you give up. We don't give up, do we? Well, coaches? no. The thing about failure is if you never fail, you never learn, yeah. do you? You know, everybody has to fail a few times. to, uh, And there are a million quotes. <laughs> and if I'd have known we were going here, I'd have had them all out. And we could have read them all out to each other. But we were talking again about, about the topic for, for today and about the fact that it's just not your fault and that, and that you are enough as a coach. And we got on to talking about mentoring. And we were talking about Tony Robbins mm. and... You know, that's your story, Paul. Yes, it is. You know, Sarah and I were discussing all the, the maybe the big figures in coaching and, and, and how 
how they came through a similar process. I remember listening to an interview with Tony Robbins and he was quite clear his time with Jim Rohn was fundamental in shaping him as a coach. You know, Tony Robbins was part of Jim Rohn's backstage staff that looked after the marketing and development of his business as a, as a public speaker. But, but Tony's really clear. You can look up these recordings. He's really clear. Had it not been for Jim Rohn, who mentored him through the process of understanding what it was like to go through both failure and success, he wouldn't be the coach he is today. No, no. And, and I think, I think the, the, the conclusion that we both reached is that the, the information that we as coaches are given from the, the training organisations where we take our qualifications, the information that we're given about building a business is rarely enough. You know, a, 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 a marketing presentation and go off and deliver it or a free coaching session and go off and deliver it, it's not enough. You need... Yes, you need that, and and then you need to take that and make it your own, tweak it, make it personal, and then have the benefit of somebody who's got some experience to help you just look at things a different way. Yeah, you know, we were talking at the start, we said at the start about this, you know, it's, it's not your fault, you're good enough. I find that we can be well-versed in our knowledge and um, our... our uh, accreditation as being a coach but actually if we're starting to feel we're not good enough I question whether there is a gap in in our um, whole experience of coaching and building a business we have knowledge but we have a gap and maybe and in fact no I'll go stronger than that I am absolutely sure the gap that we find and I, I look at this from personal experience both for Sarah and I in coaching and mentoring, but also when I look at the bigger picture, when I look at the, the big successful coaches of the Tony Robbins of this world, there is a fundamental gap when you're not being mentored. When you're not being mentored by someone who is doing that job, developing that business in the field. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody described it to me. I was talking to them about the coaching revolution and about what we do. And this lady said, you're closing the circle. Mm. And, and I, kind of, I, I sort of looked at her probably quite quizzically because she said, well, the circle is you, you discover coaching, you get an interest in it, you develop a passion for it, you go and get a qualification in it, you coach clients as part of your course, you coach clients as, as a brand new coach, and then the bit of the circle that's missing is, and then you start to gain paying clients. And, and, and it is, we, we, we close that gap, the very gap that you're talking about. We do. And actually, if you look at that analogy, that circle is not a circle until you complete that gap. However big or small that gap is, it's still a gap. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. And until, until you've closed it, you're not running a profitable or you're not running a coaching practice as profitable as it could be. Yes. Yes. So in conclusion, we hope we have demonstrated that it isn't your fault that you're not getting paying clients. You have been given information which is only partial in its nature. You've not been given enough information to close that gap. And you are enough, given the right support to, to enhance your skill set and, and develop those skills which close that gap you can have the coaching business that you want. Absolutely. 100% behind you on that one, Sarah.
Thanks very much. Speak to you soon. See you next time. That's all from the Coaching Revolution. See you next time.